Episode 48, The Millennial Challenge. This is the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. Hello, I am Dale Dixon, your host today, Jason Jennings. So good to be with you. Uh, Dale, it's great to be back with you. And this is The Game Changers. Today, we're talking about millennials. Jason, you've got a a book out recently. It's on the Wall Street Journal bestseller list. It's The High Speed Company. You've done a lot of research into this. And today, we're talking about millennials. Let's set the stage. Why so important for folks? Millennials are the single biggest issue uh, confronting companies of all size in America today. It's going to continue uh, to be the issue. And you cannot simply say, you know, young people today are different than I was, or millennials are hard to deal with, or uh, how do you attract and keep millennials? And we already know from all of my research for all my books that the single biggest challenge that confronts every company, whether you're a a dry cleaner in Boise, uh, whether you own a restaurant in Des Moines, or whether you own a factory in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, the biggest challenge is finding keeping and growing people. So let me set the stage this way. And if somebody really allows themselves to digest the number I'm going to share, you'll see the enormity of the challenge. Dale, each month, 2.5 million American workers leave their jobs in search of another job, in search of a better tomorrow, in search of more money, in search of more opportunity, 2.5 million a month. I find it fascinating in a historical context that back in 2008 and 2009 during the Great Recession, that number only slipped to about 1.5 to 1.7 million a month, even at the height of the recession, we're leaving in search of a better tomorrow. So taken by itself, 2.5 million people a month leaving in search of a better opportunity doesn't sound like a big number. Well, that's 30 million a year. Now you think, well, 30 million, that's not a whole bunch. We're a, we're a nation of 340 million people in America. Uh, but Dale, there are about 130 million jobs in America with 30 million people every year leaving in search of a better tomorrow, it basically means that about 25% of your workforce is turning over every year. Think of the trillions and trillions of dollars spent recruiting, hiring, training, getting up to scratch these replacement workers. Imagine how much more urgent an organization could be, how much more focused on growth an organization could be if they could crack the code on truly finding keeping and growing people, which brings me to millennials. There are now 100 million of them. Uh, Remember what I said a few minutes ago, Dale? There's 130 million jobs and there's 100 million millennials. They, millennials, are going to be the workforce for years and decades to come. If you can't crack the code, on finding, keeping, and growing millennials, uh, you're out of business. Uh, there is no place for you. You will be a dinosaur going the way of Blockbuster. So it's a workforce issue, and I know so many times that uh, I talk to business owners, if you go inside and look around and you see a room full of folks, and, and this is not to disparage people 50 to 60 years old or 45 and, up and above, but you see a room full and you ask the business owner, okay, so what's the plan for the next 10 to 15 years so that you know your business can 
can continue with a great workforce. And sometimes they'll look at you like the thought hasn't crossed their minds or they'll say, this is our biggest challenge. And so defining though quickly, millennials, people basically born between 1980 and 2000, correct? That's correct. And there's another alarming statistic that came out of the Edelman uh, Trust Barometer last year, and that is this, 87% of millennials don't trust people. So your workforce is going to be 100 million millennials for years and decades to come. 80% of 87% of them do not instinctively trust their boss. How in the world are you going to find and keep and train, attract this incredible workforce? Uh, You better figure it out. And to really put it in perspective, Dale, to show you just how daunting this is. Twice this year, uh, I have done speeches where I walked in the room, uh, one earlier this year in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I won't identify the company, but it's a big company and uh, maybe not a household name, but it's a, a leader in their marketplace. It's an, They produce an indispensable item uh, in American business. And I was hired to do the address. I interviewed the CEO. And uh, he kept talking to me about the need for growth. I did 10 other interviews with 10 other executives. I show up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, It was their top 250 or 300 people. And I walked in and it was like a slap in the face. Here are these 250 to 300 people. And Dale, I couldn't make this up. They were all white. They were all male. There was only one female in attendance. And she was the assistant to the CEO kind of manning the reception desk. All white, all male, all in their 50s and 60s. And you're going, my God, I'm looking at dinosaurs. What in the hell is going to happen? I mean, where is the diversity? Uh, Why don't they look like their customers? And where in the world are the millennials? Obviously, and I I talked later to the CEO, and he said, we're striking zero. We cannot attract and keep millennials. So you've got three things that businesses need to do to start thinking uh, and start acting in a way that's going to be attractive. Let's dive right in. What's number one on your list? Number one is uh, in all of our research, uh, we have determined that millennials are seeking authenticity. They're real. Millennials have incredible BS meters. And so unless the organization is operating with a sense of authenticity in every single thing they do, you're going to be called out and they're going to leave. And as millennials have proven, they have no compunction, no hesitation about just saying sayonara and walking out. And so the first thing people have to be doing is looking for a sense of authenticity in the organization. The second flies in the face of conventional wisdom. Everybody was taught, you know, in business, you need to keep your cards close to your vest. Don't let the little people know if we're doing well, because God forbid they might want more money. So everything's got to be a big secret. Well, this raises the biggest red flag of all for millennials. And they go, you know, if everybody's keeping all these secrets, they must really have something to hide. And so number two, we've discovered is that you have to be transparent. As Charles Koch, uh, who's a polarizing figure in American business, but nonetheless you can learn incredible things from a man who has built the largest privately held company in the world. He said, Jason, look, we make all of our information available to everyone. And I said, well, why is that? He said, because knowledge is not power. Execution is power, Jason. And the more people who have the knowledge, the more likely you are to have flawless execution. So you have to be transparent. Let the information flow. Let it be open to everyone. 
That way you almost assure yourself of far better execution. And then we talked about it in last week's episode, and anyone who hasn't listened uh, should go back and listen to it. We find that companies that do a great job of attracting millennials, keeping millennials, and getting great engagement scores, they do have this, this singular sense of purpose of what the organization is trying to do. So forget mission statements, forget complex mission statements. In four or five or six words, what is the purpose uh, of the organization? How is what the organization doing going to make the world a slightly better place? And Dale, if you have, if you operate with authenticity, transparency, and purpose, those aren't the only three things. We'll talk about more in upcoming podcasts. But just imagine, I mean, if you really went to work on authenticity, transparency, and purpose, how much far ahead of the competition you would be. So uh, you gave a tweetable uh, statement there that I want to go back and hit it that you attributed to Charles Koch. Uh, knowledge is not power. Execution is power, which really gives people freedom to to hit this transparency. And I want to I want to go back to transparency for just a few seconds because I think that is the one of the most difficult for for businesses. And so you say, you know, we're, we share everything, but have you seen some very specific things that a company is going to share that's going to open up the eyes of the millennials and start building trust? So you mentioned financials. Yeah, I think it's as simple as this. I think of a conversation I had where I got a lot of egg in my face in the beginning. Uh, the man's name is Cliff Hudson, and he's the CEO and chairman of Sonic Corporation, Sonic Drive-Ins, uh, that has created as, as many multimillionaires as any other company has. And uh, in the recent fast food rankings, they continue their incredible growth. I mean, it's it's, it's an amazing organization. And I was scheduled to see Cliff Hudson, and I had never met him before, and so they're in uh, Bricktown in Oklahoma City, and so myself and one of my researchers arrived there, and we were told to take the elevator to the third floor, took the elevator to the third floor, down at the end of a long atrium hallway. Uh, there was a circu- kind of a circular uh, desk, and there was a male receptionist sitting there. And, and I walked up to the desk, and uh, I am probably a little bit pretentious, and I said, hello, I'm Jason Jennings, here's my card, and here's Brian Salon, my researcher. We're here to see Mr. Hudson, please. Would you let him know we're here? And the male receptionist looks at us and says, well, I'm Mr. Hudson, but everybody calls me Cliff, and uh, guess what? This is my office. And I said, whoa, what are you talking about? You're sitting at a reception desk. This is not your office. He said, no, this is my reception desk. He said, a long time ago, the receptionist went out on a pregnancy leave, and I decided to come out here for a couple of days. And he said, you know what? It's it's so good that I've never gone back to a private office. And he said, when she came back, we gave her another job because I'm never leaving this one. And I said, well, you lead a, a, a publicly traded company. Well, where do you go when you have to talk about secret stuff? And he said, you know, companies that talk about secret stuff inevitably get in trouble. So if you think what I'm saying is open the books, open everything to everyone, that's what I'm saying. One more case in point. Jack Stack, the author of The Great Game of Business and the head of SRC Holdings in Springfield, Missouri, and one of the most incredible managers and business people on the planet, has 15 or 20 operating divisions in Springfield. And each one of these divisions has about 100 to 200 people working for them. Wednesdays at 12 noon, the buzzer goes off. The assembly lines stop. Everybody gathers in the lunchroom or the break room, all 100, 150, or 200 of them. There's a big whiteboard at the front of the room. 
and everybody gets up and does a presentation. This is how much money came in last week. This is how much money went out last week. Here are the sales that were made last week. Here are the customer complaints we had last week. Here are the customers who loved us last week. Let's take a look at the effect on the balance sheet. And everybody in every one of his companies can read a balance sheet and a profit and loss statement better than anybody in Wall Street. Every, people working on the assembly lines know how wealth and success is truly generated. So if you think what I'm saying is open up everything to everyone, yeah, I'm saying do away with the secrets. So your transparency must be visible. So I want to we're going to hit rewind because we I go back and there is a statement you made really early on as we were doing these podcasts and and I'm I'm going to put you on the spot and hopefully you you can remember it. But you said secrets are the currency of Remember of this? people who can't get the job. Uh, secrecy uh, are, are the currency of, of those who don't produce. I mean, they have to have some place to hide. And so they have, they have to make themselves appear to be more important than they really are. And the only thing that gives them importance are the secrets they keep. you got to kill the secret keepers. Absolutely. So, I mean, those uh, another one. So we had knowledge is not power. Execution is power. Secrets are the currency of people who can't or don't produce. Uh, Excellent information. Folks need to be authentic, transparent, and have a purpose to attract millennials. Any closing thoughts for us, Jason? Uh, yes. Uh, I, I think we did have a couple of tweetable moments today. Uh, I, I just want to add one line to what Charles Koch said uh, when he said, knowledge is in power, flawless execution is real power. And he said, you have to make all the knowledge available to all the people. Mm. Excellent. All right. Well, we would really appreciate if you would go to iTunes and give us a ranking. Hopefully, we have earned a five-star from you. And also, just take a moment and write a couple sentences in a review in iTunes. What that will do is see that uh, iTunes, Apple, will see people are paying attention. They'll move us higher up the ranking. So this information is available to more people. So it just helps us spread the word. We'd appreciate that. And we will see you again next week on The Game Changers. It is the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. Thank you so much, Jason Jennings. Thanks a lot, Dale. Great being with you again. You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.